Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to another one of these. I'm Austin York. We got Dylan Reed, and because it's the playoff edition of America's Team, that's what you're listening to now. We brought in Tristan Rines also to join us. Talk about the Cowboys. Not quite the momentum that you really wanted going into the playoffs, but nonetheless, this is where they're at. They're the fifth seed. They're going to have to travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers and hated Tom Brady, or at least hated by me. I know some people here like (laughs) Tom Brady a little bit. Uh, old Boston fans, uh, but oh, anyway. Oh, convenient, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why they brought me in, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> to, to, to dump all over Tom Brady. But first of all, we want to talk about the Washington game because we can't overlook that. That was a, as big a, a le- an egg laid as I can remember, especially going into the playoffs because I was hoping for some kind of momentum. We'll start with you, Dylan. What did you get from that game? We're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but, but do you pull anything from that game? What stood out to you? You know, a few things did stick out to me in that game. I mean, obviously, first off, it's probably the worst game I think I might have ever seen Dak Prescott play, like oh. in his whole career, which, you know, I've been watching him play since his first start in the NFL, so that really says a lot. And I would say another thing that stuck out to me, too, is as I'm reviewing the game this morning, I'm kind of watching it in the moment when it goes from being a close game to a laugher is so instantaneous because you're pouring through the third quarter and you're in my head. I'm like, well, the score is, you know, 26. 13 to six. Or yeah, something. exactly. It's so close. I'm like, when does this happen? When does the snowball start? And I mean, you have to. You have to, when you have games like that that are that bad, you have to think, like, what were the things that made it that bad? And, I mean, you start off with the special team moments. Obviously, the punt thing. We've got to assume that won't ever happen with anger again, I hope. I mean, that's wild to see the muffed punt thing. And then the next time we see, you know, Turpin, which we shouldn't really look too much into the Turpin bobble because that didn't lead to points. But my takeaways from this really are... The Cowboys are one of the highest-scoring offenses in the NFL, right? But we, op- but if you look at our opener and our closer, we scored nine points. And so all I know is that every single Cowboys fan that I know and every single Cowboys fan that I've talked to this week feels horrible 
about coming into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I, the, that's what I can tell you is I've pretty much been spending all week talking everyone talking I know. Talking people off a ledge. Yeah. That's exactly right because my takeaway is that we looked absolutely terrible. I mean, we just looked horrible in that game. All right, Tristan, you saw the Cowboys. I, I think the lack of effort was really the thing that stood out to me. It seemed like everyone was lethargic and kind of there but not really. What was what was the first thing that you noticed about that? I mean, I, I, I honestly, I think you guys are covering it really well here. Uh, just a general lack of real urgency is kind of what stuck out to me at times. Um, obviously, you can't have two major special teams turnovers and then expect to gain any kind of momentum, especially against a team like Washington that does possess a very talented defense. So on top of it, you're good, you're digging yourself a hole pretty early on with the the, the anger issue earlier and then later on um, the the uh, uh, the punt return issue. Turpin, excuse me, yeah, yeah. Turpin. Yeah. So against a in division rival like Washington, you don't want to put yourself in a well momentum hole because obviously a good defense that knows you well, they're not going to just allow points to be scored down the stretch, which is eventually, really in my eyes, what ended up costing the Cowboys of the game. Obviously, yeah. Dak Prescott, like you mentioned, uh, just one of the worst performances of his <laughs> career. Um, in my eyes, the, what I've seen out of Dak, I mean, in 12 games played, led the league in interceptions. Um while he still does give the Cowboys that best chance, maybe that that wrist hand issue could still be bugging him. So I can understand the the hesitance walking into this playoff game mm-hmm. against a a interesting Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, uh, Tom Brady, who's never lost to the Cowboys in his career. Um, why it's a, a matter for you guys, like you said, trying to talk people off that ledge of like, okay, different beast, different animal. Exactly. He, the forget Cowboys. This, yeah, yeah, forget this game. Let's just let's just get out of this game. Yeah. Burn it. To me, the only thing that. <laughs> I, what really bothers me, and I'm going to spend just a second, is that I, I mentioned this a little bit before to Dylan off air. Some of the things that Dak was doing were stuff that I wouldn't expect or I would expect maybe a rookie to do. Like how? Yeah. it just Some of these throwing just bad throws, not seeing things, bad decision making behind and front. Just he looked like he was pressing way too much and it lost at times. And that's what really disturbs me. So let's just hope I I know he can't play that bad again. I can tell you that. He cannot play that bad again because he's too good a player to do that. Now I'm not saying he won't throw picks or anything, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that he can't play as bad as he did in Washington. We're moving on to Tampa Bay. Tristan, I'm gonna start with you this okay. time. We're looking at Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. This team on paper, if you're just looking at the paper and what yeah. they've done over the course of the season, eight and nine, they're not a team that really scares you. But mm-hmm. they do have that bastard number 12 <laughs> at their quarterback who seems to be getting kind of hot as yeah. he's going in the in the playoffs. What are you looking at in this matchup here? So for me, obviously, the big narrative for Tampa Bay this entire season is offensive line play. I mean, what Dallas brings to the table for this matchup is a uh, one of the league's best, if not the league best, pass rush. Yep. Uh, hitting the quarterback, obviously Tom Brady, a traditional pocket passer. He's not he's not Lamar Jackson when he breaks the pocket, right? <laughs> if you're getting after Tom, especially up the middle, which Dallas is able to do, I think Dallas could absolutely control this game. However, Tom Brady doesn't take a lot of sacks. He doesn't give up on plays a lot. Um, I mean, he is considered the greatest of all time for a reason. He's going to give you a chance. Uh, look, Walking into this game, really, uh, you just can't allow Tampa Bay to get moving on the offensive side of the football. One of the worst offensive line units, obviously that led to a, one of the league's worst rushing units. 
if they can't bring a balanced attack into this game, I think Dallas really does have a good chance here. Are you, Dylan, I'm going to ask you about the defense here. Are you worried at all about the Dallas D against Tampa, especially since Dallas, they're getting two guys back, Leighton Vanderesh, Jonathan Hankins, that should help. Are you worried about them and how they'll hold up against the Tampa offense? Well, uh, like Tristan mentioned, they are bad at running. And when you say bad, you mean the worst in the NFL. I mean, mm-hmm. quite literally. 32nd in rush attempts per game, 32nd in rush yards per game. They're averaging 77 yards a rush. They're averaging 3.4 yards a carry. They're not giving you anything on the run. And I'm actually kind of bullish on the Cowboys' defense in this game because what have we talked about episode and episode and episode again about this Dallas defense? Well, if you can get them in a passing situation where their pass rushers are able to right pin their ears back, come at the quarterback, in this instance Tom Brady, that's how you're going to set up for success. And, I mean— just look, I mean, outside of the game that uh, Leonard Fournette had against Dallas week one, Tampa Bay can't run the ball. And it's, like Tristan said, their offensive line is awful. Tom Brady, I want to point this out because I've seen, I've heard this twice now. You're right, he doesn't take a lot of sacks. Tampa Bay gave up the fewest amount of sacks in the NFL this year. So mm-hmm. we're talking about a very bad offensive line, you would think. But yes. Tom Brady does a lot to mitigate that. Is that still, is Dallas good enough to still get to him before he's able to get rid of the ball. That's the question, right? Yeah, that definitely is the question. And really, I feel fantastic about the pass rush, and I am a little afraid of what I've been afraid of for weeks now, right? And that's our secondary. I tell everyone who will listen to me about this, it's hard to play pass defense when you have one outstanding cornerback. I think that Trayvon Diggs has has taken leaps and bounds this year on actually covering players. He's one of the best in the game. But number two, I mean, whether it's Nashawn Wright or whoever, these are guys that would barely crack a lot of practice squads. So that's what I'm worried about is Tampa Bay has two good receivers. And if Trayvon Diggs is covering one of them, you need to get to Tom Brady before he finds the other one because whoever is covering that particular wide receiver, whether it be Godwin or Evans— they're not going to be able to cover him very well. And I will say this about Tom Brady. He is the least sacked quarterback, but you have to keep in mind, it's not like when he's not getting sacked, he's just throwing dimes or throwing darts. A lot of the times he just throws the ball away. Tom Brady won't get sacked. He refuses to. Before he gets hit, he'll just chunk it away and and have it be a minus play. And so the Cowboys need to have a good pressure rate in this game. I don't necessarily know how many sacks they'll get, but if they can tune that pressure rate up, and if they can honestly cover them for – if you can give Tom Brady less than that two- to three-second window, which a guy like Micah Parsons and a guy like Tank Lawrence can do for you, then I think that Tampa Bay is actually in trouble. I mean, let's not forget the Cowboys are road favorites here, and we have more – I mean, Tampa Bay has a losing record. Yeah. Tristan, I, I know that you've watched Tom Brady a lot through his through the years. Yeah. And I, I was – Looking at Tom Brady, and one of the things we've talked about a lot is that I've seen games where Tom Brady has looked god-awful for three and a half quarters. Sure. And, and this isn't because the team there he's playing and their defense is the 85 Bears here. This is just because he's throwing behind guys. He's missing guys. I think he's played some bad football. But then somehow 
terrific Tom comes on again with two minutes to go in the game, and he pulls out a victory. Mm-hmm. Where would you rank his uh, offensive performance this year? How What do you see from the guy this season that maybe – is it the same Tom that you've seen in past seasons, or, or is he noticeably different? Uh, I mean, the noticeable difference really is just the general frustration, right? Um, we've we've talked a lot about already the like the pass rush and the the lack of real offensive line play, and that's really what it comes down to. Um, for Tom this year, it's a huge lack of just general balance. Again, going back to the rushing yards, thirty second rush attempts, rush yards, etc. Um, not having a general balanced offense, it's incredibly frustrating for Tom. He has to rely on passing the ball a lot and. In situations where obviously he's not trying to take sacks, uh, led or was it m- the least amount of times sacked this year in the mm-hmm. NFL? Uh, earlier in the season, though, he was getting pressured. Uh, I want to say near the absolute bottom of the NFL, as in uh, as in time in the pocket. I think of fifty potential quarterbacks, he was like my, like one of the fifth lowest. I got you. So it's really hard to be successful for anyone in the NFL if you're getting hit that frequently or you're that pressured that frequently. Your timing is completely off within your receiver. Uh, receiving options, excuse me. Your running game isn't giving you any support. Your offensive line isn't giving you any support. So, yeah, I think Tom Brady's absolutely been frustrated all season. However, like you alluded to, it's three and a half quarters of rough, uh, hard-to-watch offense, but then they keep finding ways to win. And that's really what's elevated them to a playoff position in a really bad division this year, a year that a lot of people thought Tampa Bay would have a great shot of being a Super Bowl contender this year. They've looked incredibly fragile. Um if Tom isn't able to stand back and pass, obviously they're not going to be able to be successful. So, I so mean, this is the thing that I think, and, and forget about, I know we're going to get to the offensive side of the ball in a second, but I think this is the biggest key to this this game is mm-hmm. the Cowboys' defense. How are they going to hold up, specifically that secondary? Tom Brady, I don't care how old he is, he's going to look at your weakest link, and the mm-hmm. weakest link is Deron Bland, it's Nashawn Wright, whoever they're going to put at that second corner. Yeah, boss man and, if he gets out there. Yeah, well, and then uh, what, there's another guy I'm just completely – Xavier Rhodes yeah. might be playing in that Trayvon – uh, was it Trayvon Yeah, I don't Mitchell? even know if they'll play him. But <laughs> the point is, is whoever it is, and they'll force you to do that. They'll put five out or four wide out there, and they're going to force you to play that corner. So he's going to find that guy. That's what scares me is that – the Cowboys are going to have to roll out a cornerback. They probably don't want to. And Tom has been made a career out of finding those guys and just picking on them like crazy. Mm-hmm. Belichick and he used to sit there in the offices, and we've probably seen the videos of him just saying, where are we going? Who, who do we attack? Who do we attack? That's exactly what they're going to do in this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. I want to flip now to the offensive side. Do you worry at all about the Dallas offense that just scored six points and looked miserable against a decent Tampa Bay defense? This is probably the better side of that thing. I'll start with you, Tristan. Do you... Do you worry about Dak and a bounce-back effect here? No, absolutely. So you've had a career like low coming out of the Washington game. If Especially at quarterback, confidence is really, really key here. If, they, if the Cowboys can't come out and execute pretty early in offense, this is going to be a slugfest. It's probably going to be an ugly game. No one's going to write home that much about it. it. It might not be very pretty. But if the Dallas Cowboys can find a general balance, because Tampa Bay, they do actually possess a stronger pass rush. Very similar to Dallas, they lean a lot more in their pass rush to open up the opportunities for that secondary. Not a lot of guys in the Tampa Bay secondary to write home about. They haven't had gigantic seasons for them. So, with Tampa Bay, a lot of similar keys to success. I think Dallas can prepare pretty, pretty well for that. You're seeing a lot of that in practice. Obviously, you guys have, again, major, major pass rush, right? If Tampa Bay is trying to bring that pass rush in, Dallas, I think they have the tools and the weapons to be very balanced and to exploit a lot of those de- the, those weaknesses. But yeah, confidence is de- definitely going to be key here for Dak Prescott. And I, one of the things I've been a little worried about in the last three, four weeks, Cowboys running game seems to be non-existent. Are you yeah. worried about that? Them getting going against, like he said, a better defensive line there that, that Tampa Bay has. You know, I kind of am because for several weeks we've been, you know, before this stretch it's been they're a running team. They're a running team. I mean, I've been saying it for weeks. They're a running team. They want to be a running team. Tony Pollard leads the league in you know yards after contact, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, but I do worry. It's 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 faltered quite a bit. I will say this though. It seems like whenever Biotish went out and they had to reshuffle the line, it seems as though the run game kind of fell to pieces. We're getting Biotish back this yeah. week. I, I get we're not getting him back as healthy maybe as he was before he got hurt, but we're getting Biotish back, and that makes me feel a lot better about the run game because we had continuity throughout the whole offensive line essentially all season until uh, Tyler Biotish went down. And so I feel like once we get him back, and it's funny because one or two years ago you would have asked me about Biotish, and I would have been like, I mean, I don't even think he should start. No. Yeah, no. but here we are now. He's actually a really good offensive lineman, and I think he'll bring that continuity back 
to the offense, and I think that'll allow us to run the ball. That's what we need to do here. We need to play clock management, run the ball, basic Dallas offense. What we see them do in games that they blow up teams, in games like uh, against the Vikings or something, in games where you're able to just exploit that by just running the ball constantly and keeping Tom Brady I think a good, off great the field. game is that the game because the Giants both times they, they yeah. were able to establish the run and just basically just choke New York out. Is this a situation, though, that you think – I know he talked about confidence. Are you worried about Dak or are you worried about Dak's confidence in himself at all? I am to some extent. Um, it's a tough situation because – me as a lifelong born and raised Dallas Cowboys fan, I find that a lot of our fan base is extremely critical of our quarterbacks at all times. And I really? find and I find whether it be oh, Romo or Dak. And yeah. I I do find myself, you know, looking up numbers to say, no, well he's actually this and no, he's actually this about either one of them all all throughout my life. I mean, I'm worried about Dak. This is a guy who is known to not give the ball up and he does. What I will say that I'm confident about though is not just Dak. I'm confident in the team bouncing back, right? We know that they haven't lost back-to-back games this year. How about this? Their average margin of victory after a loss is 16 points. I mean, Let's hope that happens. That's pretty astounding. This is, a, this is a team, and let's keep this in mind, too. Let's keep this in mind, too. I really feel like, I know we, I know we moved on from the Washington game, but I feel like the Washington game was a, almost like a preseason game, and they were maybe – trying things out to see if they would fit both offensively and defensively. You know, when you play in the preseason, you're not really trying to win. You're just trying to see what might work out in the field. That's at least what I've told myself in my head. I don't know how much of that is true. But I'm confident enough in Dak. Am I worried? I mean, obviously. Obviously, Dak doesn't turn over the ball like this normally. And like we were talking about earlier today off air, the um, pick six that he threw this last game, where he threw the ball at Michael Gallup, almost got picked off, and then immediately went back to that route. That concerns me. That concerns me. Yeah, I mean, a, it's that's a dumb rookie move. That's a exactly right. That's a move you don't see Dak making. So I'm nervous, but I'm still confident that the Dak Prescott that I've seen for so many years will rise to the surface. And like I said, a 16 point margin of victory every time they lose. Well, look, Dak. Dak is a seven year pro, and and if he can't get it now, I think he's got all the confidence in himself. I think it might be in the back of his mind a little bit that, hey, I'm throwing some picks. But you got to remember, we talked about this. A lot of them were, were tip balls and things like that. Now, he's made some bad decisions, and I'm not saying that this is his best year. But I'm not really worried about the Dak confidence uh, going into this. What I am worried about is just being a Cowboy fan. We've been down this road before. Are you nervous that they're going to blow it again? And that's where I'm going to ask you guys here, and I'll say something, uh, how confident are you with this Cowboys team? They finished with the same record, 12-5, and five, as they did last year. Last year they won the division, got a home game. This year they're on the road. How confident are you going into the playoffs this year compared to last year? And I'll start with you, Dylan. What, 49ers were, to me, a lot better team than, than the Tampa Bay team they're facing now. But I felt a whole lot better about last year's team. I'm going to be honest, going into the thing than I did this year. What about you? You know, I actually feel better about this team because of the things you just said. Uh, the Niners are a much better team than the Bucks last year and really this year, obviously. And look, here's what happened is you come off of a stinker 
and you feel horrible, right? The world, the, the ceiling is falling. The sky is falling, right? Think about how we ended last year on a huge victory over the Eagles. And we thought, well, look at all this momentum. We're going to take this momentum with us into the offseason. I don't personally believe that momentum exists outside of games themselves. I think that teams are their record. And I think that if you look at average number of points scored and things like that, you'll if you look at the larger picture of the Dallas Cowboys, you're looking at one of the best offenses in the NFL. The first back, back-to-back 12 uh, win season since 93, which I was two. Tristan was not born. I was not. So <laughs> that, I was in high school. Sorry. So that, so, but that shows you how long ago it was. Yeah. I, I feel better about this team. We, we, we've discussed this before. I, this, is, this, team is built for the, this team is built for the playoffs. They run the ball much better than they did last year. And quite frankly, their star players on defense are better this year than they were last year uh, in Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and Tank Lawrence. And so I actually, as funny as it sounds, I feel better about the Cowboys. I mean, I personally believe that Vegas is not wrong often and they're not wrong about this. I mean, I, I do believe that the Cowboys will beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I do believe it'll be by more than two and a half points. All right. What about you? Going into this game, how confident are you for the Cowboys? For the Cowboys, I mean, again, you're, you're, Dylan pretty much did a he did a really good job covering this. But coming off of one of the worst losses of the entire season, it gives you a lot of bulletin board material to come in and say, okay, look, we just need to correct these things. You can't get any worse than this, right? And that's generally the hope. I think Dallas is going to come into this game at the very least excited. Hey, we got something to prove. Last year was a fluke for us, right? Uh, they got to be coming in with the idea of this is not a team that's going to be a one and done. That, that narrative, we got to stomp that one out. Uh, this team could absolutely go as far uh, as that offense is really able to to carry them, but more notably that defense. That pass rush is on. Pin their ears back, right? Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons, Lawrence, and company. If they're getting after Tom Brady, I think this is an easy Dallas win. However. It's still Tom Brady on his side of the field. Yeah. He's never lost to the Dallas Cowboys in his entire career, 7-0. and um, If I'm a Cowboys fan, I think there's general confidence. I think that you should have that confidence. Micah Parsons, Lawrence, lights are on. Go get them. That's who you want to win this game. If they're going to go out there, they're going to make plays, and they're going to hit Tom Brady, I think you should be very confident as a Cowboys fan. And uh, here's the thing. To me, I think this game is much more about not last week's game, Washington game. It's about last year's game. I think everyone from the beginning of this season has always talked about that San Francisco game and mm-hmm. the bad taste that it left in their mouth. And I do remember that loss to Green Bay. And I remember how everyone in that locker room was angry. I've heard nothing this week but how incredibly focused and intense those practices have been and how guys are just, just absolutely loving what they're seeing on the field. But... With that being said, I can get up all the confidence in the world, and I know everything should be game by game, year by year. Everything's different, but I've seen this before. And so there's always that that nervousness going into the game. I'm not going to be completely satisfied until that gun goes off and the Cowboys have a lead. If I had to pick right now two and a half, I guess is what Vegas is going, I think Cowboys do it, I think by a field goal or more. I would hope by a touchdown or more, but am I nervous about it? Good, go. I think this year's uh, team could be as strong as last year's team. I like last year's team a little bit more. I think we just ran into a buzzsaw, which was the 49ers at the time. 
So I, I think last year's I would give it a slight advantage for you. I'm going to ask this question of both of you. Who has the most pressure on them right now, Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy? Go ahead, Tristan. Uh, me first. I would say Mike McCarthy. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have made a giant investment in Dak Prescott. I know you don't get a hundred and what sixty million dollar contract mm-hmm. and expect to be gone within two years. Uh, Mike McCarthy absolutely has a lot of pressure riding on him this game. Jerry Jones has been known to pull some pretty wild triggers in the past. Mm-hmm. One of his guys is out there, Sean Payton. You got a Super Bowl caliber roster sitting right in front of you if you're Jerry Jones. If Mike McCarthy isn't your guy, I mean, we've talked about this off the air a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jerry's Jerry's wild and crazy enough to do it. So. In my opinion, it's Mike McCarthy. Yeah. I totally agree. I think it's absolutely Mike McCarthy. I mean, we actually got to see we've actually gotten to see multiple examples of that this year. When you have a quarterback locked up to a large deal and the team disappoints offensively, it's either going to be your offensive coordinator or your head coach. Go look at Denver, go look at Arizona. And look, I don't think that they had either one of those teams had good coaches, especially Cliff. You know that I'm not a Cliff guy, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. I think that there's no doubt that the pressure is on Mike McCarthy because here's the reality. No matter what happens on Monday, Dak Prescott will be our quarterback next year. Now, for those listening, and I'm and like I've mentioned earlier, I'm a Dak fan and I'm a Dak believer, but for those listening, you should know this. After next year, there is an off-ramp in Dak's contract where they could actually save $13 million by moving on from him. Now, I don't advocate for that. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. I'm just letting everyone know, you know, after next year, you can get out of that contract. And, and starting next year is when Dak Prescott actually becomes a $40 million quarterback, despite what first take and cold pizza and whatever FS1 wants to serve you. Dak ha- Dak's salary cap this year was 19 believe last year it was 14. Next year he's making $47 million to your cap. Yeah. So it that it it really will become nut-cutting time at that point. But no, Mike McCarthy has all the pressure on him just because there's absolutely nothing they would do with Dak next year. Well, you're right. You, you guys make good points in the Sean Payton thing. But I, I do want to play devil's advocate for a moment because I think that if Dak Prescott goes out there again and – does not play well, and the Cowboys lose, you've got Tony Romo all over again, and maybe even worse, because now you got a guy that's a lot of people are were still angry about his salary. Secondly, you've got a guy that now people say can't win the big one, and he's had a lot better talent around him than Tony Romo does. Eventually, that starts to permeate into an organization. I, I really felt that was probably part of the problem with the Jason Garrett era was not that they didn't have talent, was just that they were just fine with mediocrity. Complacent. And complacency. And that's exactly where I think the Cowboys are going to end up if if Dak loses this game. Now, Jerry Jones is going to be mad, rightfully so. Two 12-win seasons in a row and you can't get past the first first round. And so, yeah, he might pull the trigger and fire Mike McCarthy. I think that would be a little unfair because I think he's I agree. done a great job this year. But Dak Prescott really, to me, has got a lot. This is, to me, the most important game of his career. because And it says a lot about him. If he loses this game and he looks bad doing it, I think we have to, I think there's no doubt we have to start changing our view on this guy and I'm going to have to be the first one because I like you am a I'm a Dak believer 
I'm going to have to start changing. So in my mind, the pressure to me is a little bit more on Dak in my head mm-hmm. and the way I view him. Now, everyone else may say Mike McCarthy, but for me, I'm really going to be watching how Dak Prescott. So I guess we're all going to take the Cowboys, though, to beat Tampa Bay, minus two and a half. Is that if you if, if Vegas says I, hey I hate to be a party pooper here and I really appreciate you guys bringing me on the podcast for the first time you should tell you should say how you believe but what I it. believe is and I've watched my entire life notable Patriots fan by the way um I've seen Tom my entire life watching football he is not somebody I've ever bet against and most of the times that's that's been a pretty solid bet yeah so to, playoff Tom Brady completely different animal bringing his a game I personally and looking at that upset. If it's a two and a half line, is that correct? Ooh, what Vegas yeah, has got? Saw last, yeah. Give me the Bucks to keep it a little interesting in here, but mm-hmm. also because I just can't I can't bring myself to pick against Tom. And that's I just can't. It. That really is the whole thing. I don't I again, if there was any other quarterback, yeah, back anybody there, else. I would say the Cowboys are gonna smash this team. But he's a boogeyman. But it's mm-hmm. it's Tom Brady. Kind of like Aaron Rodgers against yeah. the Packers. He looked horrible against Detroit, but I thought, man, if there's any way the Cowboys have to play this Packers team. In the playoffs, I know mm-hmm. it obviously wouldn't have happened, but I would be scared to death of Aaron Rodgers that somehow he'd pull something out of his hat and bam, yeah. we, we, we got a loss again. Mm-hmm. You're picking the Cowboys, I take it, Dylan. Yep, picking the Cowboys, yet yeah, two and a half. I'm not afraid of it. I, I see them honestly probably winning by a touchdown in this game. And the last question I'll ask you guys, if... And we're assuming that you're terribly wrong. And you're terribly <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. We hope. I, I, I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm okay with it. And the Cowboys, how does this stack? This team stack up? I guess we'll know a lot more after Monday. But how does this team stack up with the rest of the NFC? See, here's the problem: is that just like last year, the 49ers were a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. Now, how how do you take the last quarterback taken in the draft, the last player taken in the draft, and still be this good? I would, say, Purdy. I would say that it's due to the fact that Kyle Shanahan has the best offensive mind in the NFL. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. That's <laughs> been my opinion for several months now. I think he maybe not just the best coach, but definitely the best offensive mind in the NFL. I'm, I think that the 49ers are flat out just better than the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are actually a step above other teams in the NFC. Minnesota, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I do believe that definitely Minnesota— the Eagles, I'm a little weary about only because uh, Jalen Hurts is a mobile quarterback, and we know that the Cowboys don't play particularly well against them. Heck, even uh, Danny Dimes, despite losses, played well against us. But I think the Cowboys are better than the Vikings. I think the Cowboys are better than the Eagles. I, I don't think the Cowboys are better than the 49ers. I think so we, we got to hope Seattle just somehow pulls something. That's, sure. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping because I know the Cowboys are better than Seattle too, but I'm afraid of the 49ers. I mean, I'm just honest. Cowboys. Where do they rank? Against the rest of the NFC, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head here. San Francisco, in my personal opinion, and I just covered them on my own uh, my own channel, actually, they're really, really, really well put together. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator has really brought that same energy that people thought maybe they were going to lose and Robert Sala left. Uh, they're number one in the NFL in points per game. They're number one in the turnover differential, if I'm not mistaken. Number one scoring uh, defense. Number one scoring, yeah, scoring defense. I mean, they're ridiculously talented defensively. I think they could win games with just their defense. And then somehow, luckily, they have stumbled into not one, not maybe two with Trey Lance, but three good quarterbacks that aren't going to lose you games. Rock Party's playing very well. Kyle Shanahan set up a really good system for him. For me, it's San Francisco. 
and then pretty much the rest of the NFC. But Dallas is is right up there. I think they're I think they're a good team. I just don't know if anybody beats. This is why the NFL is the greatest league right now because anything can happen. And I've I've heard these conversations about different teams in the past and just saying, wow, this number one seed. You remember last year the Green Bay Packers had everything lined up for them mm-hmm. and going playing in Lambeau. It's freezing cold over there. Pretty good defense. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, all of that, and they lose. Uh, we've seen this before. The last number one scene to win a Super Bowl was the 2017 Eagles uh, with the backup <laughs> Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. I, re- I remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, quite yeah, vividly. Against, yeah, the, the Patriot <laughs> fan there. So the point is I'm saying that anything can happen, and I will say this. I know it worked out for Jimmy G, but Brock Purdy has really not been tested. He has not been tested, and he hasn't really played. He played Tampa Bay once in, in uh, San Francisco. I, I just don't know that he has really been tested too much. If you get some pressure on that guy, I really wonder how he's going to look. Now, Kyle Shanahan's going to probably come up with something, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying that they're unbeatable. I think, yeah, you'd have to say it, that they're probably the best, but I would like to see a Cowboys rematch in that one just to see what would happen against uh, their their defense is strong, but I, I really do think if we get a Tony Pollard or something like that underneath, he's, to me, just as good as Christian McCaffrey in a lot of ways, and statistically mm-hmm. he is right there. I, I, that could be a game for me, and it would it'd be an old classic one, a ball control and run, run and everything like that. It would all come down to turnovers, too. That's another thing. We can't have a lot of turnovers. All right, looks like the Cowboys, too. Uh, the Buccaneers won. We'll see what happens <laughs> next week. Until then, have a good one. I'm Austin Moore, Tristan Rides. He's Dylan Reed. Thanks. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.